I'm Amy Higgins, and I'm mingling with the Mimosa Mamas. Hi, Hi, Amy. Amy. It's Aaron. <laughs> <laughs> I said Aaron. I'm so used you to say did. that. It's not Aaron. It's no. Erica. It's Aaron, and you guys are listening. And I'm so excited. We are so excited today because we have the Amy Higgins. This is Ben Higgins' mom. She actually has been married to his dad for 37 years, and Yay. we are so excited to have her here. Amy, welcome. Welcome to our show, Amy. <laughs> Thank you. I'm glad this is working out. That our first go around when Erin was struggling with her laryngitis, yes. I, that just makes the podcast a little awkward. So I'm glad you asked me to try this again. Yes, well, thank and thank you. you for being flexible. Thank you for being we flexible, We really Amy. appreciate yeah. that, and hopefully that voice does not leave me anytime soon. <laughs> <laughs> no, I need my partner. <laughs> I know, right? Partner in crime. Okay, how go. are you, by the way? I am actually great. It's actually decided to perk up here in Indiana, and we're having a little sunshine and, and the heat behind that, and Ooh. life is getting grand around here. Oh, that's <laughs> yeah. awesome. Do you have any summer plans this year? Well, you know, for us, summer is all about the lake, and we live on Winona Lake uh, here in Indiana, and so, you know, we just kind of dedicate summer to, you know, just hanging out on the pontoon and, and being in the water and... Um, you know, just all the fun things that go with lake living. So, you know, it's 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 pretty pretty awesome. That sounds fantastic. That sounds amazing. I can't yeah. imagine a better place to be. And then you're living right there on the lake. How convenient and beautiful. The beautiful views. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We ran into Amy's blog through Ben. Um, it's called Mahogany Workplace, the website that... Um, both Ben and a few of his friends actually do entries on various topics. And Amy did a couple of entries that just touched us so deeply about mental health and what you can do if you're suffering and what she recommends and, and what she's been through in her life. So we thought it'd be really amazing to have her on here to talk about that um, and share with you. Amy, I'm going to let you just tell our listeners what kind of inspired you to write those those entries. Sure. Thanks. You guys flatter me. But um, first of all, you know, I, I want to qualify myself in the fact that I have no authority whatsoever in mental illness. Um, and, you know, that is that is such a huge and such an important topic in society today. And and I by no means um, have any professional uh, authority in that. But I have always been, I think, even as a child, been very conscious of just what it takes to stay mentally healthy. And um, I, I just really feel like um, my philosophy in life has always been to stay healthy, not only physically, but also, you know, my heart, my soul, my mind, my strength. I, I just um, want to keep all those areas of my life healthy. I think it all just works together and I, I think as a Christian, I, I draw my counsel from the Bible, and, it, and Scripture speaks very strongly on not only keeping your body, but your mind and your soul and your heart um, healthy. And so I think as life has gone on, I've just really learned to put things into place to, to do that. And, um, and I don't think it's odd for anyone to say that they're going to go to the gym and work out, you know? I mean, that's that's huge. You know, everybody likes to be able to say that they work out and stay strong, but 
um, what are we doing to help our minds stay, stay strong and our, mm-hmm. our, just our souls to yes. stay strong? Do you, do you understand what I'm saying there? Yes. It's yes. like a whole big yes. thing. Yes, yes. absolutely. And, yeah, so I think, um, I think it's really, we need to give ourselves permission to, you know, when our mind's a little weak or our soul's a little right. down, to we can work that out too. And maybe mm-hmm. it's hiring a, like we would hire a, a fitness coach. Why is it such that we don't necessarily talk openly about seeking counsel, you know? Right. Um, spending your money there. I, and to me, that's just such a great thing you can do for yourself. I'm touched by how you said it started at a young age. Was there something that happened at when you were young that just kind of triggered or sent you in this direction? I mean, if it's too personal, of course, please don't answer it. Just answer with whatever feels the most um, sure. comfortable for you. Well, yeah. I mean, and it's interesting that you would even, you know, kind of touch on that because I'm actually in the process right now of... Um, kind of releasing some things about my youth that I've held really tight and private for 40 years, basically. Wow. And I'm just kind of in the process of um, uh, exploring what that's going to look like to speak openly about that. But um, I was in a situation back young in high school where I was in a, an abusive uh, relationship with a boyfriend that mm-hmm. had some... Um, and not so great consequences, and um, I've just kind of started and kind of working that into my conversation, even at fifty, you know, six years old, and um, how by holding on to that almost as as if it was a secret, mm-hmm. um, how it really is very mentally draining. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, when you live live at this kind of high level of anxiety, right. um, <laughs> yes, it just after time goes on. I think, I, I think you almost become unaware of how much energy it is, you know, taking from you. So, so yeah, that's interesting that you would notice that or even ask that question because I, I'm really not ready to go into detail yet. I'm kind of okay. still in the process. Okay. Seeing how that's going to work out, and maybe that would be great for another conversation sometime. But, oh, um, yeah, part two. <laughs> part two, we'd love to have you back on. Because... When you're ready, yeah. Well, I was just getting ready, just going to conclude that with the fact that, yes, even young, I knew how important it was for me to put measures in my life so that I, I literally didn't become, that it just didn't eat away at me or uh, cause me to just not be able to function as a healthy citizen. Yeah. That that is so mature of you at such a young age. I mean, to know to do that so self-aware, that is extremely inspirational. I mean, I'm I'm so happy that you're sharing this with us because, you know, at that age you don't know to do that. I feel like that's why people fall into self-abusive habits and things like that, you know, abuse alcohol and things of that nature. Right. So, um or toxic relationships, yeah. you know, as... or just like going to another relationship like the one you're right. in. I mean, right. did you then meet Dave, David right after that? Or was this down the road? Because you guys have been married for 37 years. So did you meet him right no, after that met, relationship? We met in college. That was several years after that, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, yeah, I, you know, I think I was definitely in a healthier place 
you know, when I met him and, and um, had a better understanding of what, you know, a, a really truly good relationship should should look like. I mean, geez, we've we've come a long way even in the years <laughs> we've been married. Yeah, you know, and I and I really worry about um, our kids today. When yes. you touched on that, I think yes. we are dropped the ball somewhere on how to help them cope and how to help them mm-hmm. stay mentally healthy. Mm-hmm. And I and I think there's a lot of things that play into that. And maybe we'll touch on some of that here as uh, we talk. But definitely, I, I'm really fighting for a generation of of people. It's it's it really makes me sad. Yeah, there's there's a lot. I mean, we can go on and on and on on this episode, but I feel like there's obviously links to, again, like Amy explained to you guys, our listeners, we're not we're not certified therapists We're this is we're just talking life through ex- experience. life experience and we're right. just talking through what we've all been through, all three of us. And it's it, it touches my heart because um, we all have had things happen to us as children and it's hard to break the cycle. So I love that you brought up that, um, you know, what we're teaching our children is important because we are their guidance. We are a reflection of who they will end up becoming. So, and that, that leads me, that leads me to ask you, how did you instill that in Ben, you know, young growing up? Like we would love to know, I mean, yeah, advice on how to do that with our children. I mean, Ben has has proven to be such an upstanding person and um, a good human being. And, you know, I think very um, stable as well. So we would love to know if how did you instill that in him? Well, first of all, you you as parents or or, uh, as a person who has great influence on another young soul, you just it's just how you model for them. Um, mm-hmm. First and foremost, I think, you know, they learn so much just by what they see and hear. Yeah. And so I think uh, just being so aware of just how you react to things and how you just conduct your own life has such bearing on your children or the, or those who are watching you. Yeah. You don't ever want to underestimate that. Also, I, uh, I don't know, and I don't know how this ever really happened, but I think that somewhere in my mind, even as when Ben was just a toddler, I began this process of trying to instill in him uh, this ability to make decisions for himself, even as a toddler, little things like just allowing him to choose between two cereals, you know, in the morning. <laughs> right. And not hissing a fit when he's not picking the one I want or you know little things like like let them pick out their clothes okay so it doesn't match but (laughs) just giving them these small opportunities to make decisions and then allowing them to understand the consequences of those decisions yeah um that's huge just little little things like that but I even when it came to things that as he got older and I felt were things that I really wanted wanted him to really think about. I, I can remember the time I just was always on him to make his bed. And, <laughs> I, you know, there was no sense to that at all. And and I was trying to convince him that making your bed was one of the, 
the best ways to start your day because it was a task that could be well done. And if nothing else in your day went well, you knew that you finished the task of making your bed. And when you came home at night and you were getting ready to crawl in, you had this Aww. orderly place to lay your body down. Well, he just, it was that was nonsense to him. And I remember I said, okay, so write me a letter with all of your reasoning behind why you shouldn't make your bed. And I'm going to write... <laughs> of my reasoning why you should make your bed and we changed letters we both read them and never talked about it again and I let him make the decision it was so funny because we were just out visiting him a couple about a month ago now I guess and walked into his house and his bedroom is right inside the front door and I happened to glance in, and sure enough, that bed was made with Yay! the little... Yay, Ben! <laughs> Yay, Amy! <laughs> and get Amy, yes, of course. Oh, that's awesome. That's so cool. But, you know, just little things like yeah. that. Just, you know, even letting them make bad choices, but being there to help guide them through that. And, and not being a freak-out person every time there might be a bad consequence involved. I mean, there's a lot of time from infancy to even high school, where you have great opportunity for bailout moments, you know, when things go awry. But if you don't do it before then, man, once you release them into this world, phew, that's, you know, that's a whole different story on trying to train up a child, you know? Yeah. And also, Amy, you touched on religion, and and we see how important religion is for you. It's a big part of you and your family's life. So can you give us some advice, give some advice to our listeners on how religion helps you parent parent or or just kind of, because I I feel, I feel, again, this is my personal opinion, that religion is a huge part in raising our children and even our marriage. I mean, praying over your children, praying over your husband, doing Uh daily prayer. Maybe give us a piece of advice, especially hitting the teen years with Ben. Like, yeah, we're scared. <laughs> what prayer did you use for yeah. that one? Um, teen years are scary. So yeah. can you give us a little bit of advice? Let me strangle this child to death. No, I <laughs> Right. <laughs> Seriously. Well, yeah, I mean, faith has always been the cornerstone of uh, our family. And I mean, that started way before Ben was even born because David and I went through years and years of infertility, Um, you know, just trying to even get pregnant with him. And, um, you know, one of the things that just kept us from losing our sanity in the course of our infertility was that, you know, we just learned to surrender it all Mm. to our God. And um, we just had to let all that anxiety and all of our desire and all of our hopes and dreams just go with those prayers and then you know you just have to lean into the things that the world had to offer us to try to help us to get pregnant and then we also had to release that that thought and just say god just you know put our hearts in the right place um Mm -hmm. so that we can accept whatever it is that you have for us whether it's having a child of our own or opening up our hearts to adoption or just you know, just being a parenting model to children who just don't have parents, you know. And we prayed that prayer earnestly. And, mm. um, oh, yes, we finally did end up with a pregnancy. Um, but two months into that, I found out that 
my husband had stage four Hodgkin's lymphoma and oh I thought, okay, God, you gave me this opportunity to have a child, but now I'm going to be a widow, you know? And I just remember just, it, there's just been this whole need to have this, um, God in our life, you know, some, something that we had such faith that knew that whatever our life had in store for us, that we could lean into him and, mm-hmm. and just trust and, and lament and pray. And otherwise, I, I don't know that we could have gotten through life and some of those moments in life um, and done it well without really seriously, like, losing our minds. We, we, we've had some tough stuff, but, um, and I think then, I, you know, I think he saw that then just once he was born, which he was born five weeks early because I had a major mishap with my pregnancy. And oh, oh my gosh. I just think that he always just saw it, even from a small, small child, that we were just always so thankful and we were, you know, praying together as a family and we were mm-hmm. attending church and we had, uh, you know, great, solid spring groups. And I don't know, there's just a lot to that when you, um, I don't know, put your hopes into something outside of what this world has for you. Yeah. Wow. So. Uh, well, I'm, we are very sorry you had to go through that. And yeah. we're very happy that the outcome was what it was, thankfully. Um, what a hard thing to go through and then have to you know, have your husband suffer through that as well. He is in good health today. That's correct, right? Yeah, yeah. You know, um, you know. First of all, I I wouldn't change any of it. Through all of it, we met the most amazing people, mm. uh, people that we never would have had the opportunity to have known outside of our story. And um, so, I, I don't. I'm really happy about the events that had came our way and. Mm-hmm. I think one of the best things that we have done for ourselves and for those who know us is be a good witness to what it looks like to, to walk through trial and have a hope. And mm-hmm. so, yeah, I, I, I appreciate that, that, that you, you know, you understand how heavy that was for us, but I yeah. also wouldn't take back a single minute of it. I forget what you asked me. <laughs> <laughs> we no asked worries. you about teen years. Also, teen years, because but oh. that's okay. Yeah. No. No, 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 no. We're no. just flowing yeah, here. Yeah, we're just flowing. And I'm just curious, and I think our listeners would love to know, how was Ben as a child? Was he just super fun and, like, wanting to please you all the time? Or was he a little precocious? Or I think we'd love to oh. know <laughs> from his mom. <laughs> Nuts. I mean, literally. Like, I, I, when it comes to mentally um, healthy, uh, he pushed every button possible for me and <laughs> no. and I have a great uh, this is a really sweet story it's also rather sad too but oh. you know he was three four years old and oh, it was constantly mom 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 and you know this you know mom yes, mom yes. mom and I literally one day I looked at him and I said for the next 10 minutes my name is no longer mom and <laughs> I don't think this, but then the mom 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 thing started in again and something inside of me snapped. I mean, oh. I, I lashed out at that child all of three or four years old, and I screamed and I yelled and I said terrible things to him 
that I, I still pray that he doesn't remember. And, oh, and, gosh. and he couldn't understand why I was so angry. And I remember afterwards looking at him and thinking, oh, my gosh, this little boy, what did I just do? Oh, my gosh. And you know what I did? I got in my car with him, and I drove to my mother-in-law's house, which they didn't live far from us. And I walked in the house, and I confessed to her what I had just done. And I said, I don't know what happened. And she sat me down, and that woman, she championed me, first of all, in my life. I, I miss her. But... um. Aww. She looked at me and she said, well, let's figure this out. And she said, you know what? You need some time to yourself every now and then. And I literally had been usually about four out of the seven days a week alone because my husband traveled at the time for his job. And that happens a lot in society today. There's a lot of families out there. The parents aren't parenting together for a big portion of the week. And I know how hard that is. And, And she looked at me and she said, I... I'm going to offer one day a week for you. You've been wanting to learn to play golf, and I will watch Ben one day a week, and you go take golf lessons or go get into a women's league and spend a day playing golf. And she said, and then I think we should visit finding a daycare that you could send Ben for two days a week. She said it would be good for him because he needs to socialize with other Mm -hmm. kids and get away from you as much as you need some time away from him. And you know what? She walked me through that. And I, and I just remember going to her and feeling so ashamed of myself and so, like, lost and, and afraid. There was great fear in me for the way I reacted. And, you know, she just gave me such a gift of just understanding with no condemnation. And, mm-hmm. and bless her heart. And, and I just think that that's something that... Not only if you've experienced it yourself, but uh, if you have the opportunity to do that for somebody else, what a gift, a beautiful, beautiful gift it was for me. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much for sharing that. That, I think every parent goes through that. Every mom. Every mom. I mean, it's it's just one of those things where you do, you just snap. You know, I think we all have our breaking Breaking points. points. We do. And thank goodness for our friends that are around. And if you don't have friends that are around, reach out to someone. Reach out to us. We can help you and find somebody to help you because it is that self-care that is so, so important. And that shame spiral can lead to some really, really dark and scary things and places. I agree. And, you know, and... All children are easy children to parent, and Ben was not an easy child to parent. I mean, he's, and I mean, I suppose it's pretty evident even today. Uh, you know, he's not the person he is today without having developed some sense of independence and mm-hmm. strong will and determination, and and that started very young. And and you know, there's just families who struggle. You know, not every child is this quiet, compliant little blessed soul. Some of them. You know they're they're challenging. Yes, they <laughs> and it's okay, are. But you need you need to be prepared for that. You know, and like mm-hmm. you said, out tools and help, and and that's okay. I love that you shared this with us because there is so many moms out there. That was back in the eighties. I'm I'm thinking or nineties. 90s, yeah, yep. early 90s, early 99. Yeah, you experienced this early in the 90s, and it's still going on. We're all still living that type of moment. Yes, we've we have, or we're or soon to be moms who are expecting babies right now. There's oh. not a perfect woman out there. There's not a perfect mother, 
And it's okay. It's okay. Like Amy just expressed this, this one situation that happened with her and her son. I mean, God knows I've had not just one. I've had several of those moments with my 11 year old son as well. And, and if I didn't have an outlet or a friend to talk to, or maybe just, you know, I've, I've gone through times, dark times in my life. If I didn't have a girlfriend that I can count on and pick up the phone and just express how I, how I'm feeling like Amy had her mother-in-law. There's, there's that level of like, you don't want to be judged by your in-laws. It's, it's just not a good feeling. And, um, well, it, I, I think you want to look like you're kind of perfect, not perfect, but just but you have it yeah, all together. Yeah. Like you're doing fine. You don't need any help. So the fact that you like went and talked to her, I think that's, that's really, awesome. That's that amazing. That. Yeah. I, I definitely was, uh, blessed to have her in my life and to know that I could, could do that. Yeah. Aww, she was, she was awesome. That's so sweet. Um, one other thing I want to touch on with your blogs, because they were just so beautifully written. And again, mm-hmm. thank you so thank much you. for for sharing that with the world. And we're going to try to share it with even more people is the the fact that you use like art therapy and journaling and poetry. Po- yeah, poetry to get you through, you know, those really hard moments. Can you talk a little bit more about that? Because I know you're super passionate about it and we'd love to hear more about that. Sure. Yeah, I'd love to talk about that. Uh, I don't know how this kind of all got started for me, but I I have longed to be a journaler, and I mm-hmm. I have stacks of like uh, journals in my closet that have maybe four pages written in them. Uh, there's <laughs> something about it. No matter how much I desire to like journal, I just never have gotten there. But yet I feel, and I know, and I and I really should somehow develop a discipline to do it. That that whole process of just, I'm not talking about uh, expressing yourself through social media and, and like, yes. uh, putting posts up on Facebook and Instagram and those kind of things and, and getting your thoughts out there. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about a pen and paper mm-hmm. and very organic and it doesn't mm-hmm. have to, the spelling doesn't have to be correct and, it's, and it doesn't have to be in any specific order, but you just allow yourself to sit and empty your mind on paper and let your heart just like throw up all over that journal. And <laughs> I love that. that. <laughs> knowing that nobody else is going to see it, nobody else is going to critique it, nobody else is going to read it, hopefully. I mean, I mean, that's <laughs> most journal journalers aren't expecting someone to pick it up and read it and just giving giving your your mind uh, a safe place just to really unload that's where i feel like journaling is really such a healthy and such a mm-hmm. simple tool it is um but because i don't know what it is about it i just can't discipline myself to sit and do that but i do when i'm in those times of needing to just kind of empty my mind and my heart of uh, whatever is kind of heavy, I, I write poetry. And I, and I suppose some people would say, yeah, poetry is the form of journaling. Well, it's a little more structured, and I'm usually trying to make some kind of a point, you know. <laughs> so I don't know. I might have to argue with you on that a little bit. But yet I still feel like it's healthy. Just that process of... of 
putting my thoughts on paper. And so, yeah, it's maybe a little more structured, but I still, I really find it to be something that brings me to a, a, a more peaceful place when I'm kind of anxious or I've got something on my mind. Um, so I do that. And then, like you said, I, I've taken up painting and that came through a really interesting time for me when my dad was 16 years in on suffering with Parkinson's disease Mm. and uh, we were in the midst of making a lot of decisions for my parents and Mm. and their future and and it was incredibly hard and stressful and and um got a phone call when I was in the grocery store one afternoon from the facility where my dad was at at the time and it wasn't good news and I literally snapped in the grocery store. I mean, I lost it. I walked away from my cart. I was a blubbering fool and I walked out to my car and thought, I think I'm going to I think I'm going to have a nervous breakdown. And I drove myself straight to the counseling center at our church and I walked in there all my eyes out and they set me in a chair and I sat with a beautiful woman who talked me through my moment, because I was definitely having a moment. She gave me tools to kind of help me be able to go to a place where I could think about nothing else except what I was doing. And one of those, she said I should explore painting. And I was never, I never painted before. I was never artistic in school. But I started watching YouTube videos, by golly, on watercolor painting. And I thought, well, this is cheap enough. And I bought some paints and a brush and a little, you know, watercolor paper and started in. And I don't know, you know, God is good. And Mm. he gave me unseen, like, uh, I don't know what it was. I don't even know if it's a talent. (laughs) It just... It just, it just came to you. happens for me, and oh. I've painted hundreds of paintings now. And, wow. And I'm many times just um, inspired by other stories that I hear or things that other people are going through, and I paint them a picture and I give it to them. Oh, and wow. it, it, being in a place, it, it, I really do honestly have to say, because I was struggling so much at the time, it did save my life. Oh, my wow. gosh. Really that is beautiful. Wow. What was it about the painting? Is it just being yeah. being in the moment, right? And not thinking about anything, anything else? right? Well, you try I mean, just as a little exercise. You put a you put a piece of paper down in front of you and you try to paint or color a picture, uh, but you're but the whole time you're doing that you're trying you're thinking about some major thing in your life. It's like patting your head and rubbing your belly at the same time. I mean, I've done it. I bought some mantra, like those mantra things, and I Mm -hmm. color. Like when I'm having a moment, I just start coloring those beautiful, they're called mantras, right? Yeah, yeah. Like I found a a couple of um, them at the dollar store, actually. I've had moments lately, and um, I found myself grabbing it right away instead of, reacting with my mouth I just you know grabbed the book and just started coloring because I had to snap out of it you know and I suffer with I suffer from anxiety there was one time where I had an anxiety I was about to have an anxiety attack and I asked my son to sit with me and color with me I'm like let's color together let's color and he's he was it was so sad at the same time because my son was watching me go through it 
Well, it was helping both of us. So, yeah. um, do you I w- agree? I mean, is it hard for you to to keep your mind on the things that are troubling you in the midst of trying yeah. to concentrate? I could totally on- agree with you. Yes, yes, and and I want to take up painting now because I didn't think about painting. Yeah, there you go. I, I know. I have to do that. What a great, what a great modeling moment, though, that you were having with your son. Even though he was seeing you struggling for Absolutely. the moment, he also was seeing you work through that in a very healthy and beautiful exercise. And so, yeah, I had mom you know, guilt. I will admit, yeah, I mean, Amy. Awesome. Yeah, I had the mom guilt, of course, because I thought, what am I doing to him? You know, here I am you know, hyperventilating and, and trying to snap out of this anxiety attack. So thank you so much for saying these words to me because, you know, I, I had mom guilt. It was like, what am I doing as a mother? What am I teaching this child? But yeah, thank you for saying that because looking at it that way. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. my my daughter suffers from anxiety and she does very, very well with art therapy. Um, that's the first thing we do is when she's about to kind of have, you know, yeah, a breakdown is we're great. like, hey, why don't we go outside and paint? Why don't you go do this and, you know, go color or whatever? And it snaps her out of it immediately. She loves right. art. And I'm so thankful for art for her and for yeah. art to be in her life. Yeah. Because I think it is really saving her from some really, you know, scary moments. Yeah, it's teaching her, yeah. And uh-huh. teaching her to, to yeah. choose that over breaking down completely. Breaking down or yeah. breaking something or, yeah. yeah exactly. Yeah. yeah. Right. So okay. Think- so that's... that's- and, you know, I just, it's interesting, just about a week ago, I finished a study at church that has put a new kind of dimension on um, just staying healthy, both physically and mentally and spiritually. And it was, it's, this is a great book for anyone who has a desire to kind of explore this. And it, it was, it's written by Richard Foster, and it was called The Celebration of Discipline. And it talks about what the Bible speaks on when it comes to spiritual discipline. And it's things like prayer and meditation and fasting and confession and submission and solitude. And, oh, it's all these beautiful celebration was one of them. Mm. And I'm like, wow, you know, how often do we really sit back and actually intentionally uh, celebrate, like, Celebrate the fact that today I've had a great day, or we give ourselves permission to just sit in solitude and quietness, knowing that yeah. no one has any expectations from me for the moment. I just think it was it was a great study, and one I would totally encourage people to uh, do. It, it was beautiful. It, you know, it talked about just finding joy, and I think those, all those things work together to just really keep us, especially, you know mentally and yeah you're right oh yeah absolutely absolutely my friends make fun of me because they say I celebrate everything you know I'll celebrate the littlest tiniest things but that's what life is about you know you have to celebrate even those small small tiny victories are important and you know it doesn't celebration doesn't have to be reserved for just the huge accomplishments and the huge you know goals that you reach it's like the little goals help you reach that big goal along the way so I'm glad that you brought that up I agree and that's great I love that (laughs) <laughs> thank you so we want to we've been super deep here and thank you for opening up with us so much we want to do something wanna, fun yeah here. yeah we have a couple of like really fun questions for you so um so amy um you talk about painting and poetry and uh journal writing 
Now, I'm curious, or we are curious, do you also cook or bake? Like, is that an outlet for you? Like a passion? Uh, I cook. <laughs> because we have to have a meal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we get that. <laughs> it doesn't bring me the satisfaction of as cooking does. So, yes, okay. I do really enjoy and I feel great accomplishment when I set a healthy, well-cooked meal on the table. Definitely. Okay. As you should. So, as you should. <laughs> so the fun question is, can you give us a quick, like, go-to family-friendly family uh, recipe? recipe? Like a quick... Like maybe maybe like a like a family recipe, but, I mean, unless you don't want to... Unless you don't want to Reveal share. all the, you know, <laughs> secret, yeah, ingredients. But something that you can, that oh. you can share with us. Well, let's see. I... <laughs> this is rather boring. My, I like experimenting with greens. So... Okay. Um, I'll throw most anything together in greens. But one of the things that I really like to make that is well-received in this home, I do a great big portobello mushroom cap, Ooh. and I fresh ingredients like sautéed carrots and tomatoes and some quinoa and, and all Ooh. that, I, and a little bit of cheese maybe, feta cheese, and I stir that all up together, and I put it in that portobello cap, and I broil those out, and... My we stomach like is growling. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I'm like, Erica's drooling over here, Amy. Oh, my gosh. We, we kind of go meat light in this house. So Same. I have a lot of great recipes that are more vegetable and vegetarian. And Ooh, okay. um, they're tricksters. You know, I, I've gotten pretty good at that. So. Oh, my gosh. I will have You'll have to share those with me offline because I'm trying to incorporate more of a vegetarian um, cooking, lifestyle. yeah, lifestyle mm-hmm. into our family because my husband has hey. colitis, and so that helps him with eating less meat. So yes, okay. we will definitely have to exchange some of those recipes. Yeah, yeah, awesome. I have a quick question though. So, what do you do? You just serve the portobello mushroom with, or is there a side with it as well? Because I want to make this for dinner this week. It sounds like an all-in-one yeah. kind of meal. Is it an all-in-one? A lot of times, I will do like uh, some. A salad on the side. Okay. okay. So kind of a green salad. Gotcha. You know. Perfect. But yeah, that's usually it. I mean, it, the portobello, once it's stuffed with everything, that's a pretty hefty chunk of food. And then, yeah, just, mm. a, just a light little salad or maybe uh, like fresh fruit or something. Yeah. Oh, Amy, I'm going to make this. And I'll <laughs> let you know how it turns out with my family here because... Yeah. Um, my husband loves any time that I cook, and you just gave me an idea. I never have made portobello mushrooms before, so thank you. Oh, and they, I've... you can do a portobello on the grill and put it Ooh, with a yes. bun, just like a hamburger. I yeah. mean, dress it like a hamburger, and yeah. it, it's a, it's a, it's a game changer. Oh, okay. I'm going to try it. My husband is a huge meat lover, so I don't know how <laughs> good this will go. But that's okay, because maybe I can incorporate, like, a side of pork or something for him. <laughs> a side of pork. Just a side of pork. Just a I side of pork. <laughs> so funny. So, uh, Amy, are you a foodie? Do you like desserts? Like, what is your kind of, like, comfort mm. food? Like, what's your go-to when you're, like, really wanting, if you're really hungry and you really uh, need a good meal? Yeah, well, thank goodness sugar is not my go-to. I'm not a big sugar fan. Oh, I'm jealous. <laughs> I am I'm a salt freak. I I like okay. a salty snack and um 
we try to stay disciplined with that. My husband's kind of the same way. I would say if we had only one choice or like all foods but one food disappeared from the earth, if we were left with nothing more than popcorn, we probably would be okay. Oh, okay. I love that. Popcorn. Okay. <laughs> That's awesome. Is there a favorite brand of yours? Brand of popcorn? Yep. Well, I honestly would have to say that what we get is pretty local. It's all Amish. Oh. Wilson's Market on our way down to my sister's, mm-hmm. and they have just a ton of varieties of different kinds of popcorns, and I I'm didn't realize jealous. it. Oh, how fun! Kinds like popcorn that pops really small, popcorn that gets huge, popcorn that changes what? colors, and no, and it's it's from an Amish farm, local, and um, yeah. So we always stop at Wilson's Market on the way down to Indianapolis, <laughs> and I get my popcorn there. Oh my gosh, we may we may need to Ven- Venmo you, and you may need to be sending some out to us. Yeah. <laughs> my belly as you're saying this. Oh my gosh, that sounds so yummy. That is so funny. <laughs> so funny. And I do it, and like with with coconut oil. Yes, that's the I, healthy way. Uh huh. Do pan. I do it. I don't have a popcorn popper or anything. I just do it right in a, in a kettle. So. Oh, awesome! Oh, so it. not microwavable. Okay. Perfect. Oh, no, no, no. That's a no-no in my house. No microwave popcorn. Oh, That's good. okay. Good to know. That's I'm going to have to really try good. this. <laughs> Maybe we can find something locally here. Okay, Amy. So what was your best family adventure vacation that the three of you have oh, yeah. ever taken? That's a good one. Like a family vacation. Oh, for years. Okay, I don't know if this is our best, though, but for years we were cruisers. Like, uh, we found it quite practical. We would cruise with some of our friends who all had boys, and we felt like that was the safest place to have middle school and high school boys was you take them out into the middle of the sea. And (laughs) so we did cruising for many, many years. But I'll tell you what, one of the best was right after Ben moved to Colorado, David and Ben and I went whitewater rafting. Oh, wow. A lot of hiking because he was new to the area. You know, he wanted to explore too. And so we just did all the really cool hikes in the area and went to Estes Park. And, you know, just that was that was a really good week. And you all yeah, are we did the whitewater rafting. That was, was wow. Well, oh, man. Yeah. That's awesome. Good trip. That's we like to travel together. I was going to ask, have you been to Honduras with him? Yeah. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. okay. Uh, David, my husband, and Ben and I have all been together. Ben and I have led a trip together. Actually, we're getting ready to lead another trip to Honduras together in October. Oh, my gosh. Um, so Amazing. I think I've been, this will be my seventh time. Wow. And, that's, um, wow, that's great. That's something that, yeah, that's kind of a regular for us. So. Oh, my gosh. That's wonderful. That. Well, yeah, I was going to say, my kids are little. They're still four and six. But I, when okay. they get older, I want to come. Can I come? <laughs> <laughs> Look, our very first trip to Honduras was Ben was going into his senior year of high school. And we yeah. felt like before oh. he high school and went into college, he needed a good perspective on the world. Yes. We were really blessed. We had a really big circle of friends who we all committed to taking and we all had boys or kids that were graduating or had just graduated from high school 
and we just took them all. We, we took a whole big load that of them. That is awesome. We, That's so cool. And it was one of the best things that we did wow. uh, as as parents for our kids, I think, is uh, take them to Honduras and spend a week in Honduras before they went off to college. Yeah, they get to see a whole different way of living. I mean, yeah. Honduras, I mean, it's the poverty out yeah. there is just you know lots of kudos to you all all of you parents because that is super important to show you, you know our kids that life is not just all perfect and and, and kids today are just so entitled and they, they just, are you know they just have such a narrow way of thinking about life and we yeah. really have to expand that and i think something like that does such a great job um of doing yeah. that so that's yeah kudos to you guys yeah and yeah. and generous coffee is such an amazing um you know company that and as a part of, and I, I really want to be an ambassador for them. So, um, just, yeah, yeah, no, that's great. They do so that's much great. good. I appreciate that. And it, there's, yeah, there's a lot of great things going on there. And, um, you know, you even can do that with your small, younger children. Like you could just go to your community, yes. uh, yeah, um, kitchen or, you know, homeless shelter and just volunteer for an afternoon. And, and you know, there's so many great ways to, to incorporate, incorporate those those world experiences and views. I agree. Um, yep. So. I've been wanting to um, make uh, sandwiches with my son and pass them out here to the homeless community yeah. out here in our area because there's it's just so big out oh, in yeah. this area, the homeless population. So, yeah. Or even yeah. serving Thanksgiving dinner. That has yeah. been one thing on my bucket list that I've been wanting to do. I've been sharing that with my husband. That's wonderful. Yeah. We um we rung the bell for Salvation Army for um, during Christmas. My my son, son and I, and he was like three years old. And I mean, it was so much fun for him. But just to see his little face, you know, light up when people put money in there for such a good cause. Hmm. We will do that every year. I mean, it just it was yeah. a memory that he'll never forget. He talks about it all the time. <laughs> Mama, I want to wear the Santa hat. I want to see all the people. I want to give out the candy canes, you know, and it's just such a small thing. But it's a big thing. It's a big it really thing. is a big yes. thing, too. And that's a great tradition to just, mm-hmm. you know, let them have it through their lifetime to then share with their children. I mean, that's right. great. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Well, it's been it's been such, so much fun. We, we don't want to hang up with you. We have had <laughs> such a wonderful conversation with you, yes. and we can't thank you enough because you shared well, so I'm much. I'm very flattered, and, and I, I feel very uh, appreciated today. You guys have been great, oh. and... We can chat anytime you want. Oh, you just give me a buzz. You are so. We would sweet. love to have you back on, Amy. We are yes, absolutely, yes. and we are just so grateful that we were able to meet Ben. You know, meet you through Ben and and how yes. all this came about. And I mean, it just it just makes us so happy to be able to you know bring people like you into to our listeners to, our to listeners. share these really yeah, important very... stories. You're going to touch a lot of lives. So thank you so so much. It's a blessing. Well, it was my pleasure, and thank you for inviting me to share the afternoon with you. I appreciate <laughs> it very much. Anytime. Thank you guys so much for listening. Bye. Bye.